Welcome to the EHL Institute of Customer Experience Management podcast series. We strive to build an incremental understanding of customer experience and its role in the wide business arena. And by doing so, we recruited thought leaders who can shed light on the crucial issues related to customer experience, experience design, and experience-centric organization. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Felicitas Morhart, full professor at UNIL in Lausanne. Good morning, Felicitas, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you very much for the invitation. It's our pleasure. So Felicitas, as I said, is full professor at Université de Lausanne and also author of the research handbook on luxury branding. And maybe you will tell us something about this book during the podcast, Felicitas. But before starting, I would like to ask you something special. Can you tell us something unexpected about you? Something even your colleagues or our listeners do not actually know about you? Something you're really proud of? <laughs> something I'm very proud of. I don't know whether I'm so proud of it, but it's a, it's a little treasure that I have. I have actually a pretty large repertoire of jazz and blues songs that I can sing <laughs> because I earned my studies as a bar singer in Munich. Uh, I sang in the Hilton Hotel. So that was actually my very first experience management with clients in the bar who listened or not listened to what we were performing. <laughs> wow, this, this, I really didn't know that. That's something. <laughs> Congratulations, right. So now back to business, Felicitas. Uh, I have a list of questions for you. And let's see, there are more or less 10 questions. Let's see if we are able to go through them in the next 30 minutes or so. So question number one, moving from your experience in the field, how would you define customer experience? What is customer experience and why does it matter? So what is customer experience? I would say that it is an involvement of the customer on different levels. First of all, of course, on a, on a cognitive or intellectual level, but more importantly, also on a behavioral or affective or even sensoric level so that people deep dive or immerse themselves in the interaction with, uh, with the company over its touch points, so by its products or the people or its brand or whatever they encounter at the touch point. Right, so the concept of touch point is very important. It's, it's really about interaction between the company and the customer. Did I get it right? Yes, I would say it happens at a point where there is interaction. For me, real experience is a two-way concept, so where the customer is not only passively involved but also actively involved just by engaging his or her senses or emotions mm -hmm. or behavior or thinking right do you have any example of outstanding customer experience that you've been exposed to in the last year something that you say wow uh, I have very good news for you because my best customer experiences are, always came from the hospitality industry. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love uh, going to hotels and uh, I of course have my favorites where I feel uh, really as part of the family. And there is one specific hotel in Germany uh, where I go regularly and the, the experience is just a very warm, welcome and also accompaniment through the whole 
well, through the whole stay. I don't want to say through the whole experience because the experience <laughs> evolves throughout the stay. But um, they, it all starts with making you feel uh, welcomed as somebody coming home, actually. And this is uh, uh, this is an experience that is hard to explain. I think that's also the mystique of a good customer experience management that you cannot easily explain and replicate and copy what it is, but something that just makes you feel very, very special in that moment it's, and it's a unique experience. So here it is mainly the interactions that I have with uh, the people that know me, uh, that involve me in uh, chit-chat around uh, when I'm waiting for something at the reception or when I go to the restaurant or when I just pass through the lobby. You always receive a smile, you always receive a little word from the people. Um, they know you very well. So for example, uh, when I go to my room, uh, they know that I don't eat chocolate. I know it's sacrilege here in Switzerland to say that, but normally um, <laughs> they put chocolate in the rooms, but I get flowers, right? Because they know I, I prefer flowers over chocolate uh, in my stay. So these little things, that are geared to my personality, to, to my preferences, and that really show me these guys have thought about who is coming and who is going to stay there uh, in that room. That, that, that's pretty, pretty interesting. And I like um, the fact that you are explicitly or implicitly also speaking about the emotions mm -hmm. that, that you were living there and how this interaction that that what you just said at the beginning was triggering some emotions and was you know making you somehow recognizing this kind of uh, extraordinary experience now based on that felicitas what do you think is the added value of outstanding customer experience why should anyone care at business level so in other words you made the examples of the hospitality, which I perfectly understand, but why companies in general should work on outstanding experience? What's in it for them? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, to put it very simple, from my uh, example with the hotel, it makes you come back. It makes you come back and it makes you stay there. Yeah, it's loyalty, right? Exactly. Is it competitive advantage somehow as well? well? Exactly. I mean, that's all you want. You you want that customers proactively think about, I want to go to that specific place and to not of any of the competitors because it's not comparable. It's a totally different experience. And that's the reason why it makes me go there and not to a different place. So yes, of course, it is a total uh, competitive advantage. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of the of the businesses now, of the companies. So Felicitas, yes, thank you very much for these kind words, but what is really the cost of good customer experience for me, for a company, you know? Is this something that costs a lot of money or not really? How do you perceive that? Well, I think it depends a lot on the industry that you're in, but um, uh, I would say as it is a competitive advantage, it is never a low-hanging fruit. Um, uh, it has to do with who you are as a brand or as a company, and you have to think about how can we translate that into 
the lived experience of your customer. If you have a very simple brand or a very simple uh, positioning, then you maybe don't have to be as sophisticated in creating a customer experience because it's, it's very easy to understand. And maybe sometimes you also have customers that are actually very transactional, meaning that there, it is not about loyalty. I mean, there are, when you buy chewing gum, it's very hard to create a customer experience because it's a very transactional product. Here you go on the mass. So, of course, it gets more and more important and difficult and costly the more you get into a relational industry. So, hospitality, for example, restaurants, um, education, education, big thing. Of course, also retail. These are things where, it's a lot, where there is a lot of touch points, there is a lot of uh, interaction. So what it costs is definitely time, um, a deep understanding of your customer, its investment in customer insight, uh, I guess. it's. But it's, I would say, rather more uh, time and intelligence than mm -hmm. money. It can be simple things, but it needs to be the love for the detail and a deep understanding of the customer. There's a quick fix for a really outstanding customer experience, in my opinion. I like that. I like this um, this thing of the customer insights and really knowing your customer inside out. And it's really about, I think, from your words, it's about investing somehow into this customer knowledge of the customer and in this relationship that you were mentioning somehow. And, and I have a question that starts from this because I'm a big fan of digital technologies. I'm, I'm not an engineer myself or an informatic myself, but I'm kind of a geek, geek guy, you know, I like all these new things coming on the picture. What do you think is the role of digital technology in customer experience? And both in collecting, analyzing, and repurposing these insights you were just mentioning in a, as you said, in an industry that is maybe relational and not barely transactional. So uh, I'm also definitely not a geeky person, <laughs> but I'm a strong believer in uh, in this sentence by John Naisbitt, uh, that's a futurist, so he said at the end of the 90s in his book, um, high tech, high touch. Um, the more technology you have at hand, the more you need to uh, augment it through personal relationships. Um, I, I don't think that we are ready, at least not in our generation and maybe not the next generation, uh, that we are satisfied with just interacting a robot or that we are interacting with uh, just interfaces, technological interfaces. Uh, on the other hand, they can make things very convenient and especially when you have to do with customers who are very time sensitive or who are uh, very um, at ease by doing self-services, I'm, I'm very much talking about services here, they can be nice uh, additions, nice value creators, but that will not replace the human interaction with real experience, a real emotional experience comes across. Now, talking about the role of technology in gathering data, oh, sensitive issue. <laughs> um, <laughs> because of course we have way more possibilities technologically than ethically at the moment. Um, for me, 
it's it's the one thing collecting the data that of course has a lot to do with data protection people need to be okay with these data being stored in your customer relationship management tool um, but the big thing and this is something that I realize more and more often is the capability of analyzing these data this is the big gap that I realize in many companies that they are amounting big big piles of data but nobody is actually capable of analyzing them uh, and yeah. this has to do with uh, computation capacity but it also has to do with really good analysts who can draw models that make sense and that can predict specific behaviors of specific situations and uh, this is this uh, something that needs to be built up to really take advantage of these data but always with the ethical mind that is that really fair what we're doing here yeah I mean, the th this, this thing is very interesting because the it seems that sometimes we forget that the most important thing in data is value, meaning what value are you driving from this data in order to serve better your consumers, your business and all these kind of things. And yes, I think this is crucial and I think this is one of the biggest challenges that business have but also university have in, in terms of teaching our students not just algorithm but why are you what are you doing with that and why you're doing this but the another thing that that was very interesting in and i'm, I'm actually researching on in the on, at the present time is i tech and i touch which i love it very much and i think it's very you mentioned hospitality but also in other service um, businesses, I think is getting more and more important. iTech to iTouch for me brings to personalization or product customization versus personalization of the actual experience. And so can uh, digital enable personalization really create a differential customer experience? So in other words, can this iTech personalization be really transforming into an iTouch experience or what are the, in your opinion, the most important things for, for, for this to happen? So how, in other words, I, I saw you puzzled, sorry about that, but in other words, it's really how can technology be at the service of the relationship, basically? Well, here again, it comes in, uh, is it the information side so that you have, for example, a service provider who is better educated about the specific person that he or she deals with. So if I have an iPad and I can check quickly, okay, and Miss Morehead is coming to the hotel, uh, what were her preferences once again? And then this person is well prepared to translate that into actions and into behavior towards myself. So this is, I would say, on the information side. Now, the other thing comes, uh, when the technology is actually producing an experience. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for example, if you would have some virtual reality applications where actually the virtual environment interacts with you and it responds according to the actions that you are taking, um, then this can create um, maybe some added value. I'm, I'm not yet totally convinced of that, but it, I can imagine it can create substitute experience so for example if i'm especially now in COVID times if i'm not able to uh, be there locally so that i can reproduce an experience let's say a luxury watch a presentation mm -hmm. in a virtual reality um 
environment. This can mm -hmm. add value, but I would say on a rather functional level. On an emotional level, uh, this will be very interesting to see mm -hmm. um, when we look into Asia. I think they are already experimenting with robots. I am pretty sure that people will be able to create some sort of affection towards their uh, robots um, because we know we all have affections towards our cell phones and our I mean we can we can create human-like relationships to inanimate uh, things so why not towards technology but therefore the technology of course needs to interact with us it, it needs to somehow respond to our to our actions or to what we do with it and I think there is a lot of fascinating stuff going on right now We're in early shoes and I think yes definitely technology will probably grow out of the, the state where it's right now for just serving convenience or functional um, purposes. I think that's that's coming in the future. I see that, that that's very interesting. Changing subject Felicitas, what do you think are the KPI of good customer experience when a, when a company can say it's going in the right direction with their experience design customer centricity and all these kind of things when i mean not only in most in service in general but you know all these also thanks to servitization and things what is really that 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 says okay right thumbs up mm -hmm. um well i mean we talked about loyalty as the ultimate goal yeah. um of, of customer experience management however i mean a good number is always looking at whether people come back or not or whether they're they are buying again but of course there is so much noise there can be so many different features and and and, and uh, indicators that can be used to predict loyalty so customer experience might be only one of them uh, word of mouth the same thing yeah. maybe a little bit closer to experience because um, it's, it's also the balance of the of the word of mouth that people give, like what do they talk about? I think sentiment analysis is a very interesting thing here to see what do people talk about when they uh, when they had interactions with you, looking into reviews, looking into, um, again, referrals and, and all these things. Other KPIs, but I uh, are of course, maybe coming from the other side, like looking at your complaint analysis. Oh, yes to see what are the things that are coming up and uh, hopefully not the ones related to the experience but of course if you are able to diminish these complaints coming to the experience this, this is probably a very close indicator or kpi that you could use right i have my very last two questions the first one is given your work in the luxury field how would you describe a great customer experience in the luxury field what are the distinctive characteristics of this kind of experience so the ultimate goal of a luxury brand uh, lies in creating symbolic and experiential values so i mean the experience is the i would say the biggest asset of a brand's value and you need to constantly uh, work uh, in, in keeping up the standards or even um, advancing them, which is problematic because, of course, expectations always rise with the quality of the experience. <laughs> um, and to delight customers or to always surprise them or to surpass their expectations, that's a, that's a pretty difficult thing. But only 
keeping up the standard is already pretty pretty demanding. Now, th this is also one of the things why the luxury brands got very, very nervous with COVID because the, all the retail, all this kind of experience that people cherish so much about the act of spoiling themselves with a luxury product, this was all uh, taken away by COVID. So here we could see that, yes, the experience is something that COVID took away for a long time. Now they're trying to make up for this through technology, as we mentioned, or uh, through very personalized services by um, inviting people one-on-one -on -one in their uh, retail shops to present them the products and give them to them. But the experiential aspect of a luxury brand is, of course, a big, big, big one. And if people are not satisfied with the experience of a luxury brand, they can be very nasty like you're spending so much money on it and if you if they don't get even that right they're they're happy to jump on another luxury brand and i have made the same experience um when i was about to buy a handbag a couple of years ago on maximilian street in munich mm -hmm. and i'm not so sure yet about i had three brands i took into account it was cartier it was gucci and it was a third one and I went in one, into one of those three shops and uh, I am a, I'm a local girl, like I am from Munich. And I went into that store and there were obviously a bunch of people from other countries um, who were very interested in their products. And the shop assistant did not even look at me because of course she knew these guys, the tourists are going to spend 10 times, uh, 20 times more than this lady is going to spend. Um, and of course that was a, probably a right thinking from from her side, but I, of course, was totally annoyed by this. And I just turned around within five minutes and I said, okay, not with you. I joined the other store and there I was uh, welcomed with open arms. It was clear, okay, this is the spot where I will stay and where I will spend my money. Yeah, also because you're committing, I mean, you're committing lots of money for, for, for this product or this service or whatever it is. So you feel like you want um, something in return or some consideration at least in return which uh, yes I mean we, this is this is what we are, we are observing as well in our research and this is very important very last question for you Felicitas so we spoke about technology we spoke about UI tech and iTouch we spoke about robots we spoke about what's going to happen in the future what will be in your opinion the key pillars of outstanding customer experience in the future five years ten years time what will build differential advantage for businesses and it's not only i'm not only referring to technology of course i'm referring to anything but really is possibly going to be amplified that from 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 you know from technology or for the future or whatever it is mm -hmm. So I think there will be a, a split into two ways of looking at customer experience. I think there is going to be this one approach where it's all about convenience and all about time saving and all about um, seamless uh, experience and omni-channel and everything integrated, um, which for me, again, has a lot to do with transactional businesses. I think here, um, Technology can help a lot and it's all about analyzing your data well and um, integrating your different data warehouses with each other. Um, talking about the other part, 
is for me more the relational or even transformational experience. And here, it was involved in your question already, here for me, it has a lot to do with authenticity. So that um, people who cherish this relational experience and the human experience, they will decipher within a millisecond whether this is an authentic experience or not. We are very, very, we are animals and we can decipher body language within milliseconds. We can decipher everything which somehow smells a little bit cheesy. And uh, here, of course, it, what, what will be the pillar is the total passion, the deep knowledge and the customer insight of those people who deliver the experience. That's amazing and I, I am really happy you mentioned transformational experience at the end authenticity and meaning because I think that as human beings this is ultimately what we are looking for then it's within the things we are buying within a, within a bag within whatever it is or within friendship but this is ultimately what we are looking for and I think that customer experience is no difference really if we will be able in the future maybe to um, help out people to or our customers to understand more about themselves and about their reality around them we will be uh, we will win as businesses I guess I hope at least <laughs> right Maybe one last addition, which is uh, related to actuality, and I, it just made me think about it as you were talking. Um, look at hospitals. I think they are the ones that need to juggle those both both parts that I just talked about because they need to be efficient, they need to be convenient, they need to be time efficient. And on the other hand, we all know that getting getting healthy again, becoming well again. It depends a lot on human warmth, on human relationships, on people that really take care of us, caregiving, time. Yes. And I think this is um, now, I mean, we are in COVID times right now, but this just made me think this is probably one of the most challenging industries at the moment for customer experience management. I really, really hope that uh, people also have kind of a empathy for those caregivers that are out there who try to juggle those two parts that are demanded from them. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Also, this last thought is it's very, it's it's very relevant. And um, yeah, yeah, this situation is this COVID situation is giving putting pressure on, on these people and on these businesses. Felicitas, thank you very much for spending some time with us today. It has been a great pleasure to host you in this podcast. This is Alessandro Inversini. And if you need any um, information about what the Institute of Customer Experience Management at Ecole Atelier de Lausanne is doing, please do drop us an email at ecm at ehl.ch. And again, Felicitas, thank you very, very much for your time and your precious answers today. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was a great pleasure and honor.